he could tell that she saw him. If she'd been able to move, she would have. She would have screamed and gone running back to her room to hide under the bed. But she couldn't move. She could hardly breathe, much less scream. He smiled again, tipped his tricorn hat, glanced outside one more time, and then slowly disappeared. As he did, she heard the door open. Her eyes darted to it with fear. It was her grandparents coming back into the building. But it had to be about four in the morning, and they didn't go out at four a.m. From the stairway window, she hadn't managed to move yet, she realized there were flashing lights in the parking lot. Flashing lights, the kind police cars had. Not to worry. They got em, Brenda, my love, Gus told her grandmother. Yes, but, oh, Gus, that horrible man might have gotten in. Her grandmother sounded worried. She was such a wonderful grandmother, different from most, perhaps. She wasn't much of a cookie baker. But she came to all of Abby's school events. She loved to dress up. She read stories and acted out all the characters. She was slim and energetic, too. She loved a long bike ride. Hey, so what? He would have stolen what little cash we have in the register, but he didn't get in. We woke up, we called the police. All is good, Gus said. He looked up then, just as Blue had done, but of course, she couldn't really have seen Blue. That would have been seeing a, a ghost. Hey, Munchkin, what are you doing up? Gus called to her. She willed her frozen lungs to function. I I woke up, she said. Her voice sounded funny, and she forced herself to move. I, I just woke up, and I couldn't find you. It's okay now, Abby. Everything's okay. You can go back to sleep, Gus told her. What happened? she asked. Her grandmother turned to her grandfather, and Gus answered, a thief trying to break in, baby, but the police got him. We're fine. Back to bed, child, her grandmother said. She smiled to lighten the sternness of her words. It's late, or early, whichever. Time for young'uns to be asleep. What would your parents say about the way we keep you up? Mom and Dad wouldn't mind. Mom always says you're the best. She said that if you and Gus weren't so wonderful, she'd never be able to travel with Dad as much as she does. Not many kids are so lucky. I get to stay with you. Her father worked for a major tech company and traveled frequently. She had a room at the tavern with almost as much stuff in it as a room in the house on Chippewa Square. Be that as it may, her grandmother began. I want you back in your bed. It's a school night. Abby gave her grandfather a wide-eyed look. He was an easier mark than her grandmother. She couldn't possibly go back to bed. Alone. Not yet. Come on down. We'll have a cup of tea and then we'll go back to bed. How's that? She managed to nod and to come running the rest of the way down the stairs. Abigail Anderson, Brenda said sternly. I told you not to run around barefoot. Glasses do break, my darling, and even when we clean up, you can't be sure we get all the little slivers. Leave her be right now, Brenda, Gus suggested. Brenda wagged a finger at her. 
tonight. Just tonight. You follow the tavern rules. My rules, young lady, or you don't stay here anymore. Yes, ma'am, Abby said. Brenda spun on Gus. And you! Don't go putting a shot of whiskey in her tea to calm her down, do you hear me? She's barely ten. Oh, Brenda, it's what our parents did for us. And nowadays it's considered child abuse. You two behave. I'm going back up. She caught Abby's chin and gave her a kiss on the cheek before she went up the winding staircase. Gus winked at Abby. Come into the kitchen, he said. We'll brew some tea. In the tavern's large, modernized kitchen, she sat on a stool and watched Gus place the kettle on a burner and bring out the makings for tea. There was a bottle of whiskey on one of the top shelves. He hesitated, and then shrugged. One little nip, cured me a cold.